Lights, and you're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm P.F., this is my tape recorder. Coming up, does comedy have a liberal bias? It's It's been an interesting four years. I, I have never seen the, the, the comedy industry more unwilling to go after the president. That's comedian Tim Slagle, and we'll be talking more with him in just a few minutes. Uh, I'm going to spare you a dumb bit this week, and we're going to go right to fake news. And now fake news with me. The slow-to-recovery economy is taking a new toll on workers across the USA. Not only are they stressed out from job uncertainties and stagnant pay, the stress has lasted so long that they're burned out too, a new survey finds. However, one skeptical CEO said he knew one way to permanently cure job burnout. The Air Force wants to rebuild a fence around Earth to keep the riffraff out. Uh, just don't expect any space cowboys digging post holes and wrangling barbed wire in orbit. The Space Fence program has been tracking an ever-growing pile of rocket and satellite parts and other man-made fragments that zoom around the Earth's vicinity at thousands of miles per hour and cause a danger to working satellites. Members of the GOP under pressure from the Tea Party were set to vote against funding of the fence because it won't keep out the Mexicans. Add Superman to the list of reporters leaving the newspaper business. In the comic book series' latest issue, which went on sale this past Wednesday, an outraged Clark Kent quits his job at the Daily Planet after his boss berates him. In the next issue, Superman starts a blog and a podcast. Former U.S. Secretary of State Colin Powell on Thursday endorsed Barack Obama's bid for re-election, citing the Democratic president's efforts to wind down the war in Afghanistan and tackle terrorism, and to not be Mitt Romney. Kind of sounds like a Newsbusters one. Maybe we'll throw a laugh in behind it. Let me try that again. Uh, let me see. Uh, citing the Democratic president's efforts to wind down the war in Afghanistan and tackle terrorism and not be Mitt Romney. <laughs> Thank you, fake audience. Federal civil rights lawyers filed suit Wednesday against Meridian, Mississippi, and other defendants for operating what the government calls a school-to-prison pipeline in which students are denied basic constitutional rights, sent to court, and incarcerated for minor school infractions. Fox News' Sean Hannity immediately cited it as yet another example of Democrats blocking an important pipeline. Windows 6 has been Microsoft's most reliable cash cow for nearly three decades. The software giant is gambling all of that success on what it deems to be the company's future, a radically redesigned Windows 8. Windows is the linchpin of the Microsoft empire. Without a significant overhaul since 1995, the operating system has been essentially printing money for Microsoft, except when it freezes and crashes. The Statue of Liberty is set to reopen Sunday after a year of renovations intended to make the iconic 19th century gift from France easier to navigate and more accessible to visitors with disabilities. The renovations should allow the Statue of Liberty to last until astronaut George Taylor finds it on a beach in the year 3978. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman was among the speakers on Wednesday at the press conference gathering to announce that the New York Islanders have signed a 25-year lease to play their home games at the new Barclays Arena in Brooklyn starting in 2015. That, of course, assumes that the owners have lifted their lockout of the players by then and that anyone cares by 2015. U.S. Senate candidate Richard Murdoch said Wednesday that he is sorry if he offended anyone by saying that pregnancies from rape are something that God intended to happen, but accused Democrats of distorting his comments for political gain. But pointed out one Democratic Party leader, that's also part of God's plan. In a much-type announcement, real estate mogul, reality television personality, and hair challenge star Donald Trump pulled yet another flashy move on Wednesday. 
offering a monetary incentive in exchange for private information about President Barack Obama's past. Trump, in a stunt designed to draw media attention and set a fire the conservative blogosphere, which doesn't really seem to be that difficult to do, said he would donate $5 million to charity if the president released his college records and passport applications. Upon the release of the records, Trump says he will write a check within the hour, which Obama better cash promptly because, you know, given Trump's history of bankruptcies. And that's been Fake News with me. Everybody's tweeting, faving, and deleting. Follow Friday, some of you know. And play Dream Tweet, the game show to go. Ah, it's the game show to go. Dream Tweet, everybody. It's the celebrity based Twitter themed game show that's coming your way where two Twitter titans go head to head in a battle of wits and wisdom. Tune in, subscribe on iTunes, and there'll be a new game every single week. And remember, if things get a little bit sassy, just try and keep in mind that I'm just being a bitch. That's my catchphrase, and I'll be using it, and we'll be having laughs, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Dream Tweet, the game show to go, and it's coming soon. Tim Slagle is a stand-up comedian who started his career during the first comedy boom of the 1980s. And while some comedians kind of shy away from telling you really whether they're liberal or conservative, even though it may be obvious in some cases, uh, Tim has no problem telling you where he comes from. And he is often uh, musing about, oh, comedies sort of lean toward the left, if you will. Is this really the case? Or is it, as Stephen Colbert put it, uh, reality has a... Or is it a case of reality has a liberal bias, as Stephen Colbert once said? We're going to find out right now as we talk to Tim Slagle. Have a great conversation with him here. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, joining us on PF's Tape Recorder, it's comedian Tim Slagle. Tim, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing... I believe the last time we spoke was uh, before the 2008 presidential election. And uh, how things have been going since then for you? Uh, not, not, uh... Huh. <laughs> can we start over sure <laughs> it's uh no i'm i, I, I i'm teasing here um it's, it, it's it's been an interesting four years yeah i have I, I have never seen the, the 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 comedy industry more unwilling to go after the president well we had a discussion on the podcast about this uh a couple of weeks ago. and by discussion i mean just me talking about it um <laughs> two weeks ago when I noticed that uh, this this thing Newsbusters popped up in my Facebook feed, and it kind of comes from this whole, uh, oh conservatives are funny too. And my argu- argument at the point was, well, no conservatives are funny. And I mentioned your name by the way, along with Richard Voss and Colin Quinn and other guys that are are funny and also happen to be conservative, but they're funny first. And I, I think there's kind of a a disconnect there with um, you know, some people trying to play catch up. Perhaps it, it, it's. I, I think it's I, I, I think there's something uh, uh, different. I think I, I, I think the, the, the comics that uh, the, the, you know the, the, that are probably the best comics uh, know that know that making fun making fun of Obama would be detrimental to their career. Hmm. Because so I know that, uh, go on. So the, the, they, the, they tend to lay off. So the second tier comics, like my second and well, uh, I flatter myself. <laughs> second, third, fourth tier comics, 
they're the only ones willing to do it. Now, as I pointed out, and in, and in fairness, I would say, of course, you know, Bill Maher and Jimmy Dore and John Stewart, yeah, the majority of the shots are taken, or they're taken at conservatives and, and Mitt Romney, but I was able to find examples of them, you know, I would say, I don't want to put it this way, because they would, they would all three bristle at this notion, but knocking our side, you know, doing jokes about the president and things. Although it's odd, the things that you could make fun about the president, uh, people don't seem to want to make fun of, like, t top of mind, uh, two things come to mind. Uh, the fact that he can now kill anybody he wants to, which is just frightening, and I don't know why more people aren't, you know, in the comedy world aren't talking about that. And um, the fact he's yeah, a I think horrible he's negotiator. The, I, I think right now he's actually using his peace prize as a paperweight on top of his kill list. Oh, well, yeah, I know a lot of guys that made jokes about that, though. Jimmy Dore, right at the top of the list, saying, yeah, the nicest, I think he said something like that Obama's the nicest president to ever win a peace prize while running two wars or something like that. But, um,. I'm not doing the, the the joke justice, but yeah, and then the fact there's a horrible negotiator, but uh, when it comes to you know dealing with with uh, the the folks in Congress, but yeah, it it does seem a little weird. I I will grant you that yeah, it does seem a, a little uneven because when I was a kid, and first getting interested in comedy before I had any kind of political process going, you made fun of the president because it was the president, and that was starting off with Jimmy Carter because he was kind of a character in himself, and then Reagan, and then kind of middle of the mid Reagan years, I also kind of caught on and thought, oh okay. Do you think that it's, you know, can we be too informed doing comedy that it, we kind of get, you know, we, we kind of weight it to one side? Or is it just that's what, how we're informed and that's where the comedy comes from? Too informed, meaning that... Well, a lot of the population, a lot of the audience, I'm guessing, is not... Well, I don't think a lot of the audience is... I don't mean, and I don't mean that maybe people sound dumb, but some people just, just aren't interested. You know, they're, they're not as informed. You know, uh, Neil Bort's down there in Atlanta. You know who he is, correct? Yeah. Okay, and I think he's a nut. But uh, 15 years ago, he said something that really resonated, and he was exactly right. And this, remember, this is when the Frasier sitcom was still on the air. But he said, there are more people that are interested in whether uh, Niles and Daphne get together than care about what's going on in Washington. And he is absolutely right to this day, maybe even more so. <laughs> Yeah, but the president is a universal. Everybody right. knows who the president is. Yeah. You know, vice president, not so much, and that's been a benefit to this administration. Yeah. But everyone knows who the president is, so it's a universal. And, and there are things that, you know, just in general, that the, so somebody pointed out, I don't know who did first, uh, I'll take credit for it, is <laughs> lives with his mother-in-law. My gosh, that uh, someone living with his mother-in-law has been a comedy staple for 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 eons. Oh yeah, totally. And it's and it's 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 rarely ever mentioned. That's weird, because that would be kind of a, a a nice little comedy goldmine, even. You oh know. my gosh, it's like a it's a Saturday Night Live skit. Really? It, yeah. It, uh, so, I mean, so when you're doing jokes on stage, though, because um, unfortunately I haven't ever seen you live because we can't seem to get you down here to, to Cincinnati. But, um, I mean, are, are you doing also jokes about, you know, uh, Republican politicians and so forth and that kind of thing? Or are you waiting it more only because there's enough of those out there, obviously, that, you know, that's, you, you, that's, that's more what it is. I, yeah. mean, I, I mean, people, you know, people tend to think that I'm a, a, a partisan hack. But the truth is, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I don't want to be a hack. You know, I'll admit, I, I didn't do many, many jokes about President Bush, uh, the, the last one, it, it, just because it just seemed so overdone. It, 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 you know, it's, it's everybody was doing them. Um, granted, I was doing the, uh, the, 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 the Lewin 
jokes too. Oh yeah, I and I did loads of those too. I wrote tons of Bill Clinton dick jokes. Believe me. <laughs> I don't want to say loads of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> but 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 also when I was when I was doing the Clinton jokes, it was more. Uh, I, I I tend to think that they were original. Sure. Yeah, and and you know another guy that well I would say him, and W particularly were were more just characters unto themselves. They kind of had big personalities. Where so much H W Bush, not so much. I mean, now Dana Carvey did that impression of him that was you know kind of funny, but I don't think he had as much of a. There wasn't much to to, to chew on there as there was with both Clinton. Uh, I even think Gore is kind of a kind of a dull bird, really. You know, you can make fun of the global warming thing, sure, but he doesn't just have that. There isn't. As that one the song goes, there's not enough oomph. Oh man, there's a oh no, he's a, uh, I I I think he's I think he's incredibly funny. I I I mean he's uh, uh, uh he he's kind of oafish. Yeah and, yeah 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 yeah. I'd, I'd go along with that. Bit, and has a bit of a lisp. I, I I I'm sorry. He's uh he could he could you know now that George Goober Lindsay's gone, <laughs> it's if they ever do a new Mayberry. Al Gore would be my vote. Well, there you go. <laughs> I can see that actually. All right. So, what are the things you talk about on stage these days apart from you know current events and and politics, or is that just so in your wheelhouse that you know is it is it mostly that? <laughs> I I. I don't know if there's anything I'm talking about on stage other than current events and politics. It's kind of uh, it, it's kind of obsessing me. Um, the the latest thing, the latest thing that I've been working on that I'm getting a kick out of is the fact that kids want their want their student loans forgiven. Uh, you know, to me, uh, if if you buy something crappy, you're supposed to take it back to the place where you bought it. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't you don't say, oh, I got you know. I got this degree and I can't get a job with it. I, 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 you know, the taxpayers have to bail me out. No, it, it doesn't matter if it's on a credit card. You take it back, you know, you take it back to the university and say, you sold me this. I want my money back. It, it, it you know, the schools bear some responsibility. Yeah. You, you, you know, you buy a pack of cigarettes. It says this might give you cancer. You, you, you go to a casino. It says you might have a gambling problem. It should be right there in any college handbook right next to gender studies 101 it should say you don't think you're getting a job with this I should have been on my broadcast uh, my broadcast degree from Bowling Green warning you may be doing a podcast in 20 years so look out we don't know what those are yet but you'll be doing it um, so uh, we're there yeah yeah we're, we're there it's Skype is just is trudging away here um, so when as, I switched my, I switched my uh, uh, server, so maybe that maybe that don't make a difference. Okay. Um, yeah, usually Skype to Skype works pretty well, but it's the phone. Skype to phone is what I usually have a problem with. But um. So, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Skype that I usually have to call people twice because the first time it like patters in and out, and then um, and then uh, you finally if you call them a second time, it it usually works. So, for you young podcasters out there, keep that tip in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you do you get a lot of like uh, brushback in the audience? Um, from what I've seen, it doesn't seem to, because I think people, I think pretty much know what they're getting into with the Tim Slagle show. But I guess, do you get people, you know, showing up saying, "Hey, now wait a minute." You know, not not, not so much, not so much anymore. People, yeah, people pretty much, they they you know, they, they know the roller coaster's going to drop after the first hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of. It, it, it kind of is that. 
more so what happens i think is is that uh is that people will come in and they 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 don't expect to have to you know they they didn't expect that there had to be a reading list before the got there yeah i was going to say like us I think I could probably get more blowback from people that just wanted, you know, uh, 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 just wanted jokes that didn't want to. I, I, I did a gig. I might have told this last time it was it was ages ago, but uh, I just just bombed in front of an audience. Just just absolutely bombed, and, and uh, nothing. I, I nothing from the. It was I, I've never seen more than forty five minutes of you know more silence in forty five minutes <laughs> than I did that night. And, and as the people are walking out and the owner is frantically trying to hand out free passes and apologize, oh, he, 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 one woman says to him, I didn't come here to thank. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my point before is that, you know, the, the audience is some, you know, is, isn't really very well informed, you know, to maybe to get in on something like a, a, a Tim Slagle uh, set. You know that they got to think, oh, geez. I mean, I'm supposed to, and I, I, I think maybe sometimes people feel, uh, people feel dumb if they don't know, you know, who the Secretary of State is, for example. Um, although there's a lot of people, I always see those stated people. Half the people can't even name the Vice President. Um, so, do you think that has something to do with it? That, that there's just, you know, I mean, we're not looking to call the audience dumb, of course, but you know, maybe they're just, like you said, they showed up looking for jokes about cell phones and how annoying it is to find a parking space at the mall and. Oh sure, you know there there, there there there's a lot of political apathy. You, you, you know there, there's no question. It's uh, it, it, it's it's only half of the people eligible even vote in most electors. Yeah. You know, so so half the people you know really really don't care. And I, I I don't you know myself I don't really get in specific. You know I've never been one to actually do, do political humor by saying you know how about that Secretary of State, huh? <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, I've always I've always tried to approach more of the concepts rather than the actual oh, okay. the the actual people involved. Uh, a you know it, it, I I have to write less. Yeah, that's and uh, you know you know be it's, it's more universal, but you know but still it's not. There's nothing as funny as a fart. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I heard Howard Stern say that, that that to him that's like a symphony. And I'm like, and I teach a, a class on comedy writing to kids. And I'm like, if that's your bag, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. But to me, it's just, it's just not a symphony. No, no, it's just, no, I, no, yeah. no, I agree. And I, you know, I would be doing, I would be doing, I would be doing more fart humor if I didn't agree with you. Yeah, but, yeah. But what I'm saying, <laughs> inappropriate fart, it, it just hits something, you know, it oh, hits yeah. something reptilian brain that that, 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 that just makes you laugh. And that's you, true. You can't yeah, really, yeah. can't really help it. I just saw it. In, I guess it happened in 2009. It was Britain's Got Talent. It was Mr. Methane or Methane, <laughs> as it is pronounced. Have you seen that? Video? No, no, I haven't. I'll we'll, we'll try to find that and link to it. it it's uh, it, it's pretty incredible. The guy uh, gets up gets up on stage, uh, uh, lays down on his back on a table, puts his microphone up to his rump, <laughs> and uh, begins to uh, uh, play along with a blue Danube waltz. <laughs> That's like the. And, you know, uh, I'm sorry. It's juvenile. It, it, it's it's purient. It's uh, it's unintelligent. No, but I I couldn't help but laugh. Well, I've got a confession <laughs> then because uh, you and I've had to mention this before on the podcast, so I apologize, listeners, for hearing the story again. But you're familiar with the movie The Hollywood Nights, which uh, was supposed to star Tony Danza, but really stars Robert Wool. 
from 1980. It was supposed to be a Tony Danza vehicle, but really Robert Wool is the star. Yeah, I don't. I, I actually don't think I ever saw, it, but I know what movie you're talking lot, about. A lot of juvenile humor. Uh, my wife went yeah. out of town uh, one weekend. Uh, took the kids a couple weekends, a couple of, uh, months ago, and I think, well, she bought me this for Christmas a couple years ago. She knew I liked the movie. I'm like, you know what? I'm probably not not gonna like this now. My comedy tape palette is much more sophisticated now. Threw it in, laughed my ass off. And it's the one famous thing he does is he sings Valari and he he punctuates the song, of course, with flatulence yeah. and the. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, laughed at everything. Yeah, thought, there's no way I'm gonna laugh this like I did when I was 16. I did. So, <laughs> to prove your point, it's uh, uh, in Galapagos by Kurt Vonnegut. He actually he talks about uh, uh, the the future of humanity, um, and and how it ends up evolving thousands, hundred, you know, tens of thousands of years from now. And basically, at that point, humans are. Uh, 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 a, a slow-minded, uh, <laughs> steel-like creature, and the the only thing that recognizable, their only uh, humanity is the, the recognizable to you know current-day humans is their ability to laugh, and they they still love to laugh, but because of their diminished brain size, they can't laugh at much, huh. and, and mostly it's just farts. <laughs> is uh, one of the one of the seals one of the seals will lift up his tail and just let one rip, and the whole Beach after. <laughs> <laughs> that could be where we're headed. He might have been. Uh, I don't know. I mean, judging from like you know, gauging it from the you know, dealing with uh, comedy crowds and so forth. Don't you think there's kind of like that uh, section of the audience though that just just wants everyone to to, to get along and and in hopes that'll happen? I, I guess so. You know, in, in, in 2008, I probably, I, I probably, you, you know, mentioned this a lot. Is that, uh, is that, that's 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 part of the reason why I think uh, um, uh, uh, comedy tends to be more liberal. Is that, uh, you know, is that is, is conservatives do get along. I, I mean, they're looked at the, as the obstructionists. I, I don't think that's really true. I mean, I, no, I mean, I've I've seen the studies. I can assure you that. That I'm writer. No, no, that that uh, there was a study done. Um, uh, it was a, a Democratic congressman and a Republican congressman headed it up, and they found out that at least in the past four years, a lot of the obstruction was coming from the right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in in Congress, yeah, because it's you know it, it, it it's they they see the cliff coming, and it's uh, but but I, I'm talking about general. I'm talking yeah. about uh, uh, you know in in. In simple human uh, uh, interaction, is that you know someone wears a Che Guevara T-shirt to, to high school, and there isn't like oh my God, you know he murdered my grandfather, you know, he murdered so many of my my people, you know there's nothing like that. Yeah, it, it, a kid wears Romney T-shirt to high school, and the teacher makes him take it off. Yeah, I, 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 again, I, I would argue that we've got a kid in my church group who was who was so uh, in the tank for Romney. It, it's great and a great kid too. I think he's going to be a future political operative. I think he's going to have a successful, very engaging, very nice kid. So, I I don't know. I don't. I guess if you're going to pick one way or the other, I would probably have a hard time defending the, the that my position. But I I'm not sure it's as, as bad as all that. And plus, I don't. People know who Mitt Romney is. I don't think anybody knows who Che Guevara is anymore. Getting back to our, our earlier point. Well, uh, I have never, I, I have never heard uh, uh, anyone, anyone in a, in a comedy audience stand up and say, you know, you shouldn't be making jokes like that at at a at a George Bush joke. Really? Yeah. 
Okay, because I, 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 Jimmy, my friend Jimmy Dore tells me people have told him he's going to hell. <laughs> We're making jokes about he's making a, a Dick Cheney joke or something, and I will double check with him on that. But I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that is accurate. Although again, I would say the majority of that. I, I, again, I would say that's few and far between. I would grant you that is probably happens a lot less likely than than perhaps the other way around. But, but then again, like we said, it's you know, it's it's. You should be able to make fun of the president no matter who it is because it's, you know, you got to, comedy speaks truth to power and he's the power, so. Yeah. So. No, I, no, I agree. A president you can't laugh at isn't a president. It's a yeah, dictator. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, I, I, would, I would accept that as an axiom, certainly. Um, all right, well, uh, anything else you want to promote? Any any other projects you have going on that uh, you'd like to make mention of? A website, um, a CD, a... Um, well, actually, at, at, at Acme, it's uh, uh, I'm going to be doing uh, I'm going to be doing the election return. Oh, cool! Is uh, I'm doing I'm, I'm doing the week I'm doing the uh, the, the pre-election week uh, the 30th through the uh, what is it the the second or third? Yeah, yeah, something like that. 30 through the third, yep. and uh, uh, staying over until the election. Oh, okay. And, and we're, uh, we're we're going to be doing uh, we're going to have a special election night show. Uh, from from eight to ten, it's uh, no cover, and we're going to be uh, we're going to be broadcasting the election returns over News Talk eleven thirty live from the stage. Oh, cool. Okay, and who all will be involved in that apart from you? Uh, uh, I'll be I'll be the only I'll be the only comic. It'll it'll mostly be uh, on the air personalities. Okay. News Talk and right. me. Okay. Well, we will link to that so people can go. I'm sure you can stream the audio from the eleven thirty homepage. So we'll link to that too. Yeah. And this is going to drop the Sunday before you're doing that week in Minneapolis. So whatever the 27th or 5th or whatever that is, so this will drop okay. that Sunday, and then we'll we'll get people all linked up for that. And uh, that sounds like it'll be a fun time. We'll be, well, I guess it won't be. I guess you can just stream it off the radio station webpage. There's no need to hunt for it on the internet. It's probably pretty easy to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Twin Cities News Talk 11:30 a.m. All right. We are right there. You hit it. There's listen button iHeartRadio, I think, is uh, is where they stream it over. The ironically named iHeartRadio. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all another can of worms. Um, all right. Well, uh, sounds like things are going well for you, sir. Yeah. Looking uh, looking forward to the uh, election thing. I'm gonna have to tune in on that. That's that's gonna be a hoot. Oh, cool. All right. Well, again, we'll point people in that direction, and uh, of course, the print portion of this will run in City Pages also the week that you uh, are performing there at Acme, and it'll be in print and online, and the podcast will drop Sunday. Uh, the Sunday before Halloween, and um, I guess continue success to you then. Okay. Thanks All right, thanks for taking the time. Always good talking to you, Tim. Bye. Right, bye. Thanks again to Tim Slagle for being on the podcast. Uh, Tim is on tour, oh, pretty much all throughout the year. Uh, he currently is doing a lot of corporate functions, no surprise. Haha, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, well, actually, he is. He does a lot of those. But he's also at the Acme Comedy Club, the famous Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, October 30th through November 3rd. Do check him out. He is really very funny. And let me see. Oh, he'll also be returning to Acme on November 6th. That is election night. He will be commenting on the election returns along with the uh, folks over at News Talk 1130 there in Minneapolis Talk Radio. Is that part of the liberal media? I, I'm not sure. 
I don't think that it is. But it sure sounds like it'll be a hilarious evening because uh, Tim always has some funny thoughts on politics. And as he said, you know, it's stuff you're probably not going to hear a lot of other places, uh, no matter which way it goes. Okay, so we'll have links to all that stuff on the Podbean page, pfradio.podbean.com. Oh, and one more thing I wanted to mention. There is a benefit show here in Cincinnati, actually in the suburb of Silverton, on Monday, November 5th. It's for Trumpet Behavioral Health up in Fairborn, which is a suburb of Dayton. Uh, it is being put on by Jeff Tate. He's being joined by Josh Sneed and Drew Hastings. Uh, all three headlining comedians. There'll be music by Magnolia Mountain Trio, and it's at the MVP Sports Bar and Grill in Silverton, Ohio. If you just go to brownpapertickets.com and type in the code 285610, you'll get all the information you need. And the link, of course, will be on our Podbean page, pfradio.podbean.com. Go check out the show. It's for a good cause. Tickets are only 10 bucks, and you get to see three funny comedians, and you get to hear some good music. There's also some prizes. You can win uh, some stuff from the uh, Whispering Beard Folk Festival. They have some memorabilia as well as some tickets to next year's festival. And Jimmy Pardo, friend of the podcast, is uh, donating one season of his award-winning podcast, Never Not Funny, both audio and video for the season uh, as one of the raffle prizes. So be sure to check that out. And that is about all we have for this week. I hope you didn't miss having a dumb bit. But uh, other than that, I'm just going to say so long and thanks for listening. (laughs) 